Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. It's time for the midweek message. Before we get started, though, I want to say thank you so much to everybody who's tuning in today, whether this is your first time or one of your few first times tuning in to the Between the Dream podcast. Your presence is a present to me, and I want to say thank you so much for being here with me today. I've got some really good conversation coming up here over the next five episodes. We're gonna do a quick mini series because the month of um, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, right? And so I want us, and Prevention Awareness Month at that, right? Like not only being aware of it, but how do we start getting to a space of prevention? And I wanna play my part to help in this conversation and to bring some light. So I need for you all to, to not only stay in tune with me, but Make sure that you are sharing these episodes, sharing these conversations. You never know who could be in your tight circle, woman, man, that could be going through domestic abuse, right? Um, On any scale, right? Not just the physical aspect, but emotionally, um, verbal abuse is a real thing as well. Sexual abuse is a very real and believe it or not, common aspect as well. So I want us to make sure that we are having some real conversation. And I thought kind of like how I take my approach with the mental health conversations, right? Let's simplify these things that kind because a lot of times what happens is, is we kind of see the grandiose ending, right? We see the climactic ending of like, this is the result of all of these things that happened before. And by then we're like, man, I can't believe this person was abusive. And I can't believe that this person was being abused. And I can't believe this, that, and the third, right? And so I think it's important that we minimize a lot of these like small foxes, right? That started, we identify those and we keep it at a minimal so that we can understand it from the small scale. That way we can have a greater understanding of the grand scale, but also that way we can start to kind of help alleviating um, the possibility of situations getting to a grand scale, maybe for ourselves or for the people that we are connected to. So this is gonna be a five-part series. I'm gonna break this up. Today, we're gonna be covering three different areas that I think are are gonna be important in this series that I'm calling red flags, right? Red flags. And so as we identify red flags, I think there are some that we have that kind of happen very, very early on when you talk about the initial contact with the person that you meet, Um, and getting a chance to know their character, how they flow and function, the language that they use, the way that they think, what they go through and all of that. So three very important pieces that I wanna talk about today when it comes to some very early things within the space of relationships are going to be expectations, the idea of quick involvement, and then also I wanna talk about jealousy. I'll save controlling attitudes and thought processes for next week. But let's go ahead and jump into this though, right? Because I think one of the things that we tend to have happen early in relationships 
are conversations that lead us to liking people more and more, right? We, we see the charm, we see the beauty physically, or maybe they just really great words. Maybe it's something about them that draws us in. But in the space of the relationship starting to grow, one of the things that normally isn't always discussed until it's too late, i.e. until you are actually fully involved with a person, um, our expectations, right? Some people talk about them early on, or some people kind of talk about their likes and dislikes, maybe how they think. And they might even come out and talk about their past expectations or how they look at life. And sometimes what we tend to have happen is that when expectations are talked about, um, if it isn't a direct communication line stating that, hey, these aren't just my expectations. These are my expectations for you. What we tend to have ourselves have happen over a period of time is that we actually start teetering the line of dealing with unrealistic expectations because while the person might have told us that this is what they've expected or how they think, it hasn't been really made clear that this is what I'm expecting from you. And there hasn't been an agreement on the opposite side that says, hey, yeah, I agree to these expectations, right? And so what happens is we find ourselves dealing with um uh, these unrealistic expectations and almost feeling trapped once it happens, right? So in my 31 Days of Power book, I talked about this in the chapter around uh, relationship versus recovery, right? Do you take the time to dive into another relationship after going through what you went through and not yet being healed? Or do you take the time to understand that, look, while I have this dire yearning to be in something meaningful romantically it's not the time you know and so i think you know with this this kind of falls right into that and i talked in that chapter about this aspect of dependency right one of the things that you will have happen in unrealistic expectations in abusive relationships are going to be the spaces of dependency right the person maybe you all trauma bonded right you connected over struggles that you both had you, you both struggled mentally emotionally you both had partners that weren't really too great early on. And so you connected from a space of the trauma, you connected from a space of the pain. And now that person is relying on you because of the fact that, oh, you get me, you understand me. And now they're starting to place unrealistic expectations on you by being dependent. I think that it's so important for us to make sure that we are acknowledging these moments and understanding that while we want to be the helper, not just in the romantic spaces, but maybe for the people around us, for folks that we care about, for people People in general because we have huge empathetic hearts it is so so imperative for us to make sure that we are not falling into the slope of becoming the individual that everybody else relies on specifically those that we get into romantic relationships with and they become dependent on us and their very livelihood and well-being is now predicated by us so you might hear them say something like um um, to the degree of like, you are all that I will ever need right now. Hear me from a hallmark, you know, romantic space of like, I choose you and you alone. I get it. Right. But when they're talking about like things around the space of like, I'm it, I'm your, I'm your friend on every, every scope of the imagination, right? I am the person that, that you can depend on. You don't need your friends. You don't need your families. I'm all you need. You're all I need. That's where we have a problem, right? And this is where we've got to be very, very careful, right? Um, I think too, with, when we talk about 
unrealistic expectations. One of the ones that we gloss over, but so many of us deal with, even in our own relationships that aren't necessarily abusive. I think that sometimes people unfortunately have this idea that their significant other is going to be perfect, right? And so perfection becomes a part of that unrealistic expectation. And we've got to be very careful there as well when it comes to trying to live up to that, right? Because what happens is, is once we start to try and live up to that space of perfection, we are committed now to uh, to an eventual burnout, right? That's how I'm going to identify it, right? That space of always trying to be perfect, always having to be on, making sure that you're doing this right. Do I smell good enough? Do I look good enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I handsome enough? Am I doing this right? Am I wearing the right outfit? Is this going to be appealing to them? All of these spaces of perfection, but then we can go deeper past just the physical surface level, right? Yo, did I leave a dish in the sink? Right. Did I forget to 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 go and pick this up from the grocery store when I went out and I'm the one that's getting all the groceries anyway. And this one time I accidentally forgot something that was needed or that you wanted and you're down my throat and I'm the only one contributing this space like these unrealistic expectations of perfection come in so many different ways. And so we've got to make sure that we're being mindful um, of this. And then also, too. Right. And this is something that I've personally had to learn when it comes to just myself um, over a longer period of time. But you have this like space where um, it's cool to like receive love and receive compliments. But I think otherworldly compliments kind of become a thing where we feel like we have an expectation to live up to. Right. Like I'm talking like full blown, like Thor, Odin's son, like superhuman. You're so incredible. Like you know, Kal El Superman type of ordeal where essentially what you have is that they are admiring you and admonishing you in such a way that it almost makes you like extraterrestrial or like otherworldly godly power superhuman and in that that can actually cause some issues as well so these are some of the things that we could see easily when we talk about like expectations and you know some of their ideologies not being realistic the next piece that i want to jump into um, that i think is going to be so important right like early warning signs of jealousy y'all like can we talk about it can we talk about it real quick right i'm all for spending so much time together with the person that you love and care about but when they start taking up too much of your time to the point where they constantly want to be around you and remember we talk dependency in the unrealistic expectation standpoint right one of the early signs of jealousy is like this space of you don't have space <laughs> if, if we could be completely honest right um, and with this, what you tend to have happen is that um, this could this could be an early warning sign to like jealous behavior. Right. I want to be with you 24 seven. And if I'm not with you in my head, in my mind, you must be up to something. Are you cheating on me? Are you messing with somebody else? Are you doing this with another part? Like all of these different thought processes. And I'm not talking about like later on in a relationship. I'm talking like early and often, right? These accusations that can come along, right? Um, uh, I think, and I, I, you know, and I, I won't share anybody else's story, but I've had some, some individuals talk about some of these different concepts with me and what they've had to go through on this side, uh, on, on, you know, on this side of the struggle, right? Um, even just like weird behavior, right? Like I, I disconnect your um, I disconnect your starter 
and connected for you when you need to leave for work. I disconnected when you're at home because I know you don't know how to do it. So essentially, all I'm doing is making sure that you're with me when when you are here. And the only time that I make sure that things are together is when you need to go make essential runs or when when you have to go to work. Quarantine, essentially. Right. Um, they might do stuff like trying to uh, check your gas mileage, trying to check, you know, uh, man, come on. Can we talk locations? Um, I know that's a real big thing. Right. Like drop me your location on on your iPhone. Right. Like these are real big spaces where jealousy starts to kind of seep in. Of course, it'll loop into controlling behavior, which we'll discuss in the next episode. But I think this is a good start, right? This is where we get a chance to see it, right? Maybe they have friends following you around when you leave, or maybe they're following you, right? Like jealous behavior. Um, Somebody gives you a compliment when it comes to like, hey, like you look really nice, or I love that color on you and boom, they blow up, right? And this is not just like some rando who thinks that you're cute and wants to get at you, this could be something as simple as like a family member, right? Like your blood relative, brother or sister could give you a compliment and they flare up and they like lose it. They like get upset, you know, about the fact that they complimented you. I mean, we see people make skits about this now on YouTube when it comes to like the jealous person that you're with and albeit you know funny at the time like these are real circumstances that people go through so i think jealousy is going to be the next big red flag and then finally man let's talk about this real quick right but the space of isolation that i'm sorry isolation is next week my apologies um where we at uh quick um that quick turnaround and expectation uh that comes from the the dependency excuse me that will lead them into wanting to commit on a quicker level. Some people identify it as that. Some people identify it as like a rushed involvement type of thing or a quick involvement, call it what you please. But essentially some of the red flags that you would see from this space are individuals, right? Where um, they are like pressuring you constantly to commit to them. They are pressuring you to make sure that you are going to commit to them. And it's not in a you know, a chase type of way that's romantic or makes you feel good, but rather a space where it's kind of like, look, you need to make a decision. I want to be with you. Don't you want to be with me type of ordeal, right? Um, Folks that um, talk about love at first sight. Now, I'm not saying love at first sight cannot happen. However, I believe that there is a very, very, very fine line of, you know, being able to see somebody and know like, wow, there's something so special about them that I have such a desire to pursue and I feel connected and at home with them. But even in that, they're not going to go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, right? Let's go. Let's get out of the Hallmark phase for a second and just talk realistically when it comes to life, right? Um, and how we do things, right? Yeah, the the movies show us that the girl and the guy fall in love in three days. Cool. But the reality is, is that a lot of times when it's love at first sight, it's actually something else underlined. It could be lust at first sight. It could be control at first sight. It could be, I love the idea of you and I want to pursue this with you. But what I'm pursuing is the idea of how I think I can turn you into or what I can make you become. And so we've got to be very careful with that, right? Um, I think too, what you will see on that pushiness when it comes to like pressure to commit, um, is is folks that are so eager to try and move in like 
wild early with you or individuals that, you know, they haven't taken the time, the time to fully get to know you and you them and they are ready to like move in or possibly even pursue, you know, the next level of the relationship with marriage. Right. I think that this is so important to make sure that we're paying attention to like you could definitely see green flags early on with the person to say, yo, I know that as we put in the work and as we grow together, you are the one. That's cool. But a lot of times what's happening is, is that when you talk about abusive relationships, that's not what's happening. We are not knowing, learning, understanding the individual to say, yes, this is something that I can see myself doing long term. We are going with the fly by night, with the flow of the moment, and we're ignoring so many other things. And so in our eyes, it's like, yo, I must be doing something right if I'm making them feel like they want to jump into this space with me. After only a few months, they really want to marry me right now. They really want to move in right now. Like, oh, my God, I've gone so long without a, a romantic person in my life. And now I got it. Like, let me go ahead and jump on the ship. I just want to encourage you to be very, very careful too, like with this. Right. And then also, too, I think it's important for us to pay attention to their words when we talk about um, their pushiness and their like big pressure to try and get you to commit or them committing. The reason why I say that um, is because of the fact that you will get some things that are said that I believe can be really helpful just to notice red flags, right? When it comes to like, oh, you're like, you're the only one for me, right? Like I'm wildly in love with you. You're what I pray for, right? Let's talk about manipulation when it comes to folks in the church, right? Because we ain't, <laughs> we are not excluded from this conversation, y'all. But like, we've got to be very, very careful of manipulative um, verbiage that can be used and um, ideologies that do tend to come. And so look, I know I've given you all a pretty heavy, you know, just kind of like course today usually we only go for five to seven minutes we're about to be at 17 and a half here but hopefully this helps right um, and I want to take this approach because I understand that when we can start to dive into these conversations from the space of getting a chance to see small warning signs red flags whatever the case might be um, I think what we tend to have happen is that um, uh, we we help ourselves in relationships, but also too, we help. Um, I think what we tend to have happen is that with people that we're close to, we have a great opportunity to help them as well. And that's why I really want to end this conversation off at is that I want you to think about your people. Maybe this isn't you. Maybe you're not the one going through it, but I do want to encourage you all and paying attention to the red flags that you might notice from your homegirl's new man, from your homeboy's new girl, whatever it might be, please pay attention, right? And if you suspect that something might be going on, or if you're the individual that needs help, listen, there are some amazing hotlines that we have. There are some amazing um, spaces that we have that can help. So obviously, you know, when you talk about the domestic abuse hotline for it, like national domestic, uh, national domestic violence, they have a hotline that you can reach out to 1-800-799-7233, which is essentially safe. Um, and I think that, you know, that's really important. You got the live chat. They've even got it now to where 
when you reach out or when you're searching, these websites can actually erase your search history so that your abuser doesn't get a chance to know or, you know, follow or track what it is that is, is taking place if you're really seeking help. Um, there are shelters available as well, and we can discuss more of that. I think I might even bring in some guests for this conversation, some people with some lived experience around this as well. But I'm going to close this off here. And like I said, might not be you, might be somebody that you know. But either way, your knowledge in this and being able to identify and understand red flags can help the people around you. And of course, it can help you. I love you all. You're not losing a life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream.